Greetings, church and friends of the church. This is the scripture lesson and the sermon that was offered uh, for consideration and reflection during the worship service of the Valley Forge Presbyterian Church on Sunday, November 7th, 2021. The scripture is from John's Gospel, uh, chapter 14, selected verses talking about what it really means to be someone who follows him, believes in him, believes him, and claims the label of Christian as we do. John writes, quoting Jesus, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. And this is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. I've said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. So for, for the past several weeks and the life of our congregation, we've been grounding ourselves as the people of the church, the people of this particular congregation, in the larger story of who we are as God's people, who we are as people of faith, who we are as Christians. The story of Valley Forge Presbyterian Church is not just the story of particular people and pastors who've done things in programs together since the mid-50s. Our community is part of a much larger story that started long before founding Pastor Bill Philippi ever stepped foot on the dirt of this corner in King of Prussia, and a story that will continue long after all of us who are part of this community today gather in that place. We are part of the story, the much larger and timeless story of God gathering together people in peace. We are part of the story of Israel, who had this covenant with God that they would be God's means of blessing the nations of the earth. They were never meant to be an island uh, unto themselves, always meant to be an instigator of justice and peace until all the yokes of the oppressors were broken and were gathered together in peace with those they used to oppress, until the hungry and homeless were gathered into places of community and well-being along with those who used to hold them away from having enough, and until the lions and the lambs of the world are gathered together peacefully. This is the story of God's intentions for Israel and for all the world. 
what are part of the story of Christianity, which is a continuation of that story of Israel. We're part of this movement that finds its fullest expression when sacrificial love is the binding force, where Jew and Greek, black, brown, and white, religious and non-religious, slave and free, rich and poor, male and female, adult and child, hungry and generous, homeowner and homeless, member and non-member are gathered together into community of koinonia, where there is a shared sense of belonging and mutual care, where resources are held in common and shared wherever and whenever there is a need to be met, so that none are in need, and so that all are well, and so that there is justice and peace. We are part of that story. It's easy and tempting to think that being part of a congregation is, is just about the us that exists there, or just about a certain building, or just about a certain set of years. You know, for us, it's about 65 years. But we're part of the larger story, and it's the story of God seeking to gather us, not just unto ourselves, to expand the boundaries of the community being gathered by God to include all people of our neighborhoods and communities, nations and world. This is why the elders of Valley Forge discern that the Matthew 25 identity uh, offered to us for our consideration by our denomination was indeed ours to claim and to live into. Because that identity as those who seek to be gathered into community and communion with the least of our sisters and brothers, so that in doing so with mutual care and concern, there is a restoration of well-being and peace, that is our story. The three areas of focus that come from claiming that Matthew 25 identity in today's day and age, the, the, in, in claiming that we're part of this larger story um, these three areas of focus are seeking an intentional Christian vitality, the deconstruction of structural racism, and the dismantling of systemic poverty. These are the three areas of focus that have been discerned to be um, characteristics of the church in this day and age, if they are to indeed um, be those Christ commissioned to love the least of our sisters and brothers. And so, um, because this is a part of our story as the Church of Jesus Christ, we've made the commitment to reconsider what it means to us in the here and now, and, and unto our future as a congregation, that this is who we are, and that this is our story. So the first um, and foundational mark or characteristic of living with a Christian vitality is lifelong Christian formation, lifelong discipleship formation, never ceasing to be more fully formed into Christ-likeness rather than settling into habitual or complacent programs or religion. We are those who intentionally and always seek greater Christian understandings and wisdom not just more head knowledge, but awareness of how we are able to follow and to obey Christ in all things, in our context, in our time and place. We hear that this is who we are, that 
This is to be our story as the church in the words of Jesus himself. Those who love and serve Jesus do what he has commanded us to do, which is not to focus on habitual religious rituals or acquiring religious head knowledge, but his is the command to love our neighbor in word and deed, to participate in God's reconciling, gathering all people together in a place of uh, relationship and mutual care and peace. If you love me, keep my commandments, he says to us. If you believe me, then you do the things that I do. And what did he do? He was a person of peace unto everyone. He fed the hungry. He cared for the orphan and the widow. He touched the untouchable. He welcomed the outcast and the sinner. Those are ours to do. We do what he does. And indeed, he said, you will do even greater things. We are those, as the church, who understand that God makes God's home among us, wherever we are. And that this is not just a passive presence for the sake of our comfort. We are those who understand that, that more than just being a presence with us, God is a guiding and driving force. As we trust, feel, and hear the spirit of Christ with us always, that helper, the advocate, reminding us of all that Jesus taught and showing us the way for the actions and attitudes and norms of our lives. And because of this, we are those whose lives are not directed by trouble and by fear. We don't decide to do what we do in order to avoid a sense of being troubled or to distance ourselves from that which we fear. But instead, we are guided and directed by a sense of peace, which is not the same as comfort. Peace being the sense that everything is as it ought to be, as God intends, where there is peace, there is justice and well-being for all, and there is no one that is lacking. We are guided by a sense that this is what life is supposed to be, and by a pursuit of that where it does not yet exist. The peace that we know and the peace that we seek to nurture in this world in new ways by participating in the mission of God to gather all people into this kind of community that cares for itself and makes sure that everyone is well. This is what it means at the foundational level to live with a Christian vitality. To not be a lifeless, habitual, or religious person, but to have a Christianity guiding our lives that brings life and fruitfulness and vitality. It has nothing to do with numbers of people, dollars and budgets, how many habitual items we can cross off our list. It has everything to do with a consistent constant connection to and participation in the movement of God in this world to gather and to reconcile and to restore. When we do what he did, when we do what he commanded and we live by his spirit, the rest of these marks of vitality 
become apparent in our life as the church. Our story truly comes alive. As part of our Matthew 25 identity, uh, the larger church has affirmed these other characteristics of Christian vitality built upon this foundational mark of lifelong pursuit of Christ's likeness. Evangelism, the bearing of the good news that Jesus had for the world, to the world around us, isn't uh, evangelism? Isn't a program, and it's it's not a it's not a, um, an imposing or high pressure sense of trying to proselytize and get people to conform, but rather it's this beautiful thing that happens organically and authentically as a natural result of our embodied faithfulness. Our focus shifts from internal club-like benefits and institutional preservation to an outward missional awareness, exploration, and relational investment in our neighbors, in our neighborhoods. That's another mark of vitality. Our sense of ministry shifts away from something that the pastor's paid to do for the sake of members and instead toward the work that all of us understand that we freely share for the sake of our witness unto the community for God's sake and for the sake of our neighbor. We exist not for ourselves, but for God and others. When we have a Christian vitality, our worship shifts away from being self-serving and self-gratifying and habitual to being God-centric. As we open ourselves in worship to be challenged, convicted, transformed, equipped, and sent out to serve God's purposes and not our own. When we have a Christian vitality, our relationships shift from being cliquish, superficial, conditional, closed off, disconnected, to being an authentic community of interconnectedness, unconditional belonging, and, and and inclusion, mutual care and concern, sharing and generosity, and openness to all. And when we have a Christian vitality, the health of our community as a whole is improved. As conflict is confronted, as unkind and disruptive behavior is named and rejected, as reconciliation is sought amidst divisions, as toxic and negative norms are challenged and removed from our culture, as sustainable and faithful budgets are nurtured, and as clarity in mission, purpose, identity, and story of who we are, are all restored. Our story as this church, the story of any congregation, every congregation, is the story of believing in Christ, following Christ's commands, and doing the work of Christ. It is the story of lifelong Christian growth, authentic Christian witness and word and deed that reaches beyond our walls into the heart of the community, an outward focus with love of neighbor, all stepping up to participate as they are able in, in God's work in the world, worship that is God-centric and open, Caring and interconnected relationships of koinonia, mutual concern and sharing, 
and living into greater health and joy as a community. Our story at Valley Forge and the story of all of our sister congregations cannot be, must not be, will not be the story of a group of people who turn their focus inward on themselves, lost their vitality, and then eventually closed their doors. This will not be our story. Our story can be, must be, will be, with God's help, the story of a group of people who discovered great vitality and joining themselves unto the millennia-old story of God's efforts to gather all people into a place of connectedness, sharing, well-being, and peace. To quote the theologian Elwood Blues, we are on a mission from God. This is who we have always been as the church. This is who we are today. This is our future. And so church, wherever you are, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Amen. Peace be to all. Be well. Take care.